Hello, everyone. That is weird. It's Hello. Happy, Happy Thursday. Thursday. I have a very special guest with me tonight. I won't make my special jokes. <laughs> you won't make your special jokes. But it's so nice when you come on. It makes me very happy. So That's if, if like you haven't you. met my husband before, this is my husband, Herman. Hello. Hello, everyone. And he set up my background in our new office. See these nice photos back here? They came out all right. I'm yeah. Looking at them there. No, it looks really good. So over there is Kensington doing a little trot. And over there, and in the middle is Harvey. Right, it's really disconcerting that that image is the reverse yeah. of what we're So we're, we're live doing. on Facebook and on YouTube. So we see ourselves like mirror in one of the images, which is very odd. So anyways, tonight we have some good questions and what else? Oh yeah. Please remember to invite your friends to join Amelia's Dressage Club. If you haven't yet, we're on 20,000. So thank you for everyone who's already invited your friends. We're working on growing the club. Um, yeah, the other thing, do you want to tell us about our new house, honey? Our new home? In the in the vibrant retirement community? <laughs> yeah, so my husband's a lot older than me. So we moved into a 55 and older community. Because I am 55, but they have a swimming <laughs> pool and a, and a gym and a spa and a golf course and a sewing club. Because I have a heavy-duty sewing machine that I can fix the leather stuff for the saddles and whatnot. So Yeah, so it's very nice here. It's very peaceful. There's a gym. There's lots of green grass. Best of all, it's very close to the barn. Um, but I have been getting harassed by because I look so young. So everyone like questions like, do you live here? Are you allowed to be here? So that's been a little bit. Um, so there's a bit of the ageism. So. Yeah. Right oh, here. look, this Alex Miguel says my husband's 52 and I'm 32. Perfect. Yeah, you, you can move into the um, old people well, community. Not quite yet, about three more years. <laughs> yeah, three more years. Sure you can move in here. So there are certain advantages to marrying an older guy. I will say that. I think the most important thing is um, that you have a partner that supports you because when you ride horses, I really don't think there's any other way. Like you have to have someone that understands the horses and that understands like how important it is to you and that can be there for you. Do you agree? And I can drive the truck and the trailer. Yes, he can drive the truck and the trailer. Tell them the story about the trailer. Which trailer story? Your trailer. About how they thought it was my trailer. Oh, yeah, I take my truck and trailer somewhere to go pick up a horse, and uh, and somebody goes, "Oh, is Amelia letting use her truck?" And I was like, "It's mine." <laughs> this was ten years ago. We first started dating, but she was using it a lot apparently because they thought it was hers. Although now everything's ours, but at the time I was like, "It's my truck." Yeah. So when we started dating, he had the truck and trailer, and he was nice enough to lend it to me, and now it's ours. Basically. Well, yeah, but you got the new trailer. The, yeah. We bought a used uh, aluminum four horse. We had a bumper pull three horse, and now we have a, a gooseneck four horse. So, anyways, I made Herman come on here with me tonight because my head really hurts because I got bucked off today. 
and it just sucks. It sucks when you come off of a it's horse. Horrible to watch too, because nobody wants to. See, yeah, you know, watching you fly through the air is terrible. Yeah. So, anyways, it's you know, I think it's always important, first of all, to have your helmet on because I definitely like hit my head pretty hard. But I like those. They're called MIPS, M-I-P-S, and they have like this special technology that's supposed to help with concussions. So that's always good. And I think the biggest takeaway is that horses are big and powerful and dangerous and you should be careful. Um, I also think this particular horse, it was like a rehab horse. And so he was just coming back into work. And I think that that is like one of the most dangerous times is rehabbing horses. Like it's really hard to do. And the the vets always say like, oh yeah, just like tack walk it and just like, you know, then start trotting for two minutes. And it's hard because the horses, like horses are designed to run and buck and play. And when you lock them in a stall and you don't allow them to get that energy out, then it's still all in them. And then it becomes like, really dangerous so rehab is no fun it's no fun that's not for the faint of heart for sure it's it's a complicated thing because all those things you said you know the horses they feel good they're not quite healthy yet so you can't really work them because they're not a hundred percent but they feel great they're like we i feel great so things happen yeah and i think springtime too it seems like the horses are always a little bit crazier in the spring when like it starts to warm up and you get some warm weather and then it gets cold again i i always like they get spring fever there's a bit of the wee yeah they get wee all the way home yeah so anyways i'm glad to be here and glad that i didn't get more hurt so okay questions we have a question from patreon if you guys don't know what patreon is you can check it out if you go to patreon.com forward slash Amelia Newcomb Dressage. Basically, um, I post like some extra videos and some fan stuff there. So we had a question on Patreon from Valerie and she said she has a new horse who is like really behind the bit all the time where the chin is basically touching his chest. And what can she do to get him to relax and carry himself properly? Okay, well, first off, that is once a horse learns to hide behind the bit, that's a trick. That is really a trick. And uh, it's really just being super patient, riding long and low and, and reintroducing that horse to the bit. Um, it says she got a new horse, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Somebody taught it to hide behind the bit and not go to the contact. Um, that happens a lot with draw reins. And, you know, I don't know how many people are familiar with the roker and all of that, but that's what happens when you teach a horse not to go to the bit. And now you've taught the horse something you don't want it to know. And that's difficult. Yeah. But anyway, patience, long and low, get it to trust your hand, show it the way to the ground. And, uh, and you're going to have to be happy with very little forward progress in the beginning because as soon as you go oh this is good and want to take the contact the horse goes oh wait but i know how to hide and that's yeah. a tricky thing but i think i think another really good thing to help if you have a horse that curls is to connect them from inside like the outside Lots of leg yield, yeah yeah like really pushing them diagonally and it's kind of like 
when you have a horse that's too light in the contact, like 95% of horses are too strong and you have to like teach them to get off of the bit. But if you have one of those, like, and there are some horses that just are naturally that way that curl, you have to like teach them to pull. Like basically you have to teach them to hold the bit. The best way to do that is by moving them laterally inside like to outside rein and really like keeping steady contact on the outside rein and not letting them get away from the contact. Lots of transitions. Um, the other thing that I know you, you use too are um, those happy mouth bits, the plastic oh, yeah. bits that um, they don't bend and then they're like a little bit softer in the horse's mouth. I'm riding Frankie in one right now for that yes. very reason. Um, yeah, Patreon, we'll put the link, but it's patreon.com forward slash Amelia Newcomb dressage. I share a lot of like videos of like my lessons and just kind of more, um, private stuff on there. And it's also a way if you want to like donate $1 a month to help me keep making the videos, then that's a really good platform for that. Okay. Annie has a question. How do you slow down a hot horse without pulling on the reins? So if it's a hot horse, first format, you've got to keep your leg near. And then, um, and again, this mare that I'm riding, it's taken me nine months to be able to make a transition without getting 400 pounds in my hands. Um, but the spiraling circle in, to where you just gently just keep making it smaller and smaller and smaller until the horse has to go down in the gate, either canter, trot, or trot walk. And then when it gets so difficult to keep that gate on that small circle and they make the downward transition, you reward. And you just keep repeating that until the horse goes, oh, if I give, they give. Yeah. Yeah. So basically bending and turning is the best way to slow your horse down. Because if you just pull on your horse, they're stronger than you. Yeah, <laughs> this is not going to work. So lots of bending, lots of turning. Like I always kind of like drift the hindquarters, like push the haunches a little bit out and disengage them a little bit. I think that that helps. Okay, next question is from Jackie. What's the best way to really get a horse forward into my hand? My lovely gelding will go forward, but only as a giraffe. When he does put his head down, he's heavy in my hands and slow. Do you have it? Um, yeah, you have to keep a steady contact. It's elastic. You're not blocking. It's a steady contact. And when he slows in that, you make him wish he'd go faster. <laughs> but don't throw away the contact to make him go, right? So what are the driving aids? What are the restricting aids? So you keep the restricting aids, it's elastic, but you use your driving aids and you say you will step forward into contact. And you can't, and I mean, I don't know you, haven't seen you, but I see it a lot. People want to help their horse go forward and there goes the reins. Yeah. Yeah, so maintain. And that's the most step. common thing I see. So that's why I'm saying that. Make sure you keep the contact. Yeah, keep the contact. And then I also think that like, both when your horse is a giraffe, moving them a little laterally like inside leg and getting them round into the outside rein will help and then also if he gets too heavy and pulls down in front that same diagonal aids will help like seriously inside leg to outside, outside. rein if is that, the secret to everything the solution to every problem 
So in circles, you know, curved lines help the bend. So if your horse gets ramrod straight and is pulling out there and you don't want to get in a roasting match, make the circle. Make a circle. And then on that circle, you can do the inside leg to outside aids. And then the other thing I like to do on a circle is I change that line a little bit, right? You Okay, yes, you're supposed to be hugely accurate. But if you're making a 20-meter circle and you bring it in two or three horses and then you push it out two or three horses and you stay on that line and you bring that in two or three horses then you push it back out two or three horses, then you start to influence that inside hind leg and you can put it underneath the center of the gravity of the horse and then it starts to take more weight behind. Okay. Bueno. Melissa, the best method to teach walk to canter without the horse using its neck to throw themselves into it and canter to walk without diving on the forehand or bracing on the neck. Okay, so we have there. I actually did a video on YouTube this week all about simple changes. So watch that video on YouTube. Um I think that, again, it's all about the preparation. So, like, if you're going to do a walk canter, you need to have your horse, like, a little extra round. You also need to have your horse, like, off of the inside leg and into the outside rein, those diagonal aids working so that when you canter on, that they lift in the withers. So what exercise did you put in that video? Um, I was just doing circles. Okay, so... On a small circle at the walk, say you're doing a 10 meter circle or an eight meter circle. Uh, they call them voltes now, but whatever, I learned them in circles. Um, make sure that you're keeping that center. And on that small circle, you do haunches in and then haunches out, shoulder in, and then haunches in and then shoulder in. But I move, I just think more about moving the haunches in and then moving the haunches out. And then when I get my horse all lovey-dovey in the shoulder in position, I ask for the Canada part. <laughs> That's a good one. When are you going to do a video on that one? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I like how you say lovey-dovey. Apparently, I stole that um, from you, and I was using it in one of my lessons. Yeah, today. I know. It cracked me up because I've been saying that for a long time because I'm old. But, and so I heard you say the lovey-dovey. And, yeah, you got, you got to get your horse all lovey-dovey so it's soft and pliable and not moving the horse around. I always liken it to a paperclip. Everyone's try to break a paperclip, you know, you bend it back and forth, it gets all warm there, and then the paperclip goes. And that's what we're doing when we move our horses around, is you get them sort of soft and malleable, and they're mushy, and you just go, blink. Okay. It's just that easy, really. Yes, exactly. Okay, here's one from Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina's live here. And also Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, you guys. Thanks, everyone, for being here live watching. Um, yes, Linda wants you to do a video, a lovey-dovey video. Okay. <laughs> How to ride dressage the lovey-dovey way. Okay, Sabrina, my horse likes to hang on the right rein. How can I gently lessen the pulling and get more flexibility to the right? She's better in the canter and worse in the trot. This yeah. is your specialty. Hold the rein the horse doesn't want. You're never, ever going to supple that horse off of that right rein if you don't have the left rein. It's, it's like going to the gym. If I keep doing curls with my right arm, when does my left one get stronger? Never. It isn't about making that horse 
more i mean yes you're going to make it supple right but the thing is it has to be stronger in the left rein so you've got to concentrate on the contact in the left rein and letting go of the right one because the horse is looking for the right one so you hold the left one and the horse goes oh boy and then holds the left rein and that's how you get them off of that rein yeah and also using your leg so you yeah, got to use your right leg leg to the left hand and all of that uh, but the, the biggest thing is make sure you hold the rein the horse doesn't want. And so, you know, you tell me that about the right rein and I start thinking, huh, she's probably right-handed and her left hand probably doesn't have the coordination that her right hand does. And your right hand's probably doing the right hand hand job and the left hand hands job. So just concentrate on the feeling in your left hand. Right. But then you have to use your right leg because probably the horse is also falling to the right. right. So then you have to use your right leg to push the horse to the left rein and then give the right rein. So I hope that helps. Okay. Look, Linda and um, Lori are now your Mr. Lovey Dovey oh and Mr. Scrambled Eggs. That's good. I have Lovey Dovey <laughs> Scrambled Eggs. I'm going to make that for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> Since when do we ever have breakfast? I have coffee. Coffee's yeah. good. Coffee counts. We usually, what time do we get up in the morning? Five. Five. Five, five thirty. And yeah, what time do we leave? Six. Yeah, we usually don't have no romantic breakfasts in this house. Okay, Esther, how do I improve rider position, establish a more independent seat? No stirrups. Yes, no stirrups. That's good. Now, and I have most of my students do that at the walk, at the beginning, uh, with a form of a serpentine. If you have the dressage arena, it's at every letter you turn and you change direction without the stirrups. And so already you're starting to drop that new inside leg down, change your body, and you do it at the walk where it's really not traumatic. And do that for five or 10 minutes just at the walk with no stirrups. And that'll already start getting you connected, married to your horse through your saddle before you go faster. You can do a lot at the walk. Okay, let's see. We have someone here from Hong Kong. Wow. Oh, Marco. I never thought of catching you live. Hello. What time um, is it in Hong Kong right He now? says 9.16 a.m. Oh, yeah. that's a decent hour. Any tips for helping me get back on my horse? I'm in bed resting from a bruised rib after he fell off cantering. Uh <laughs> Bruised ribs, they, they, yeah, that takes a while. Ribs how, takes a while. That just takes, because I've had them. So that just takes a while. Um, when you can start to breathe deep and if the pain is manageable, then you can get on. But if you breathe deep and it's still the sharp pain, you got to wait. Yes. That's, that's, well, anyway, that's my experience. Okay. Marianne, what can I do to open my right shoulder? I always close it when I go to the right. I like to do stretches, like where you open, like pin your elbow by your side and then practice rotating your arm away. And yeah, you make it like a gate yeah. from the door. And like lots of chest opening stretches help. Um, and the other one I have people do is take their shoulder up to their ear, make it tight, 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 and then just drop it. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Okay, how can I get my horse more responsive to leg aids? Are you so in a general way, 
I think your legs just needs to hang, be softer, because it sounds like your legs are always. So let's say if you put numbers to the intensity of your age, you know, zero to 10, sounds like you're like four or five all the time. And you need to get down to two and up to eight and back down to the two and not always be aiding in the four or the five range. If everything's going well, sure, you're there. It's all good. But you want to be down at the twos. Raw, da, 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 everything's all lovey-dovey. And then, hey, it's sharp and it's crisp and you're done. And you get that sharper and then your legs just hang and get soft. But my sense of that is that you're always aiding in the four or five range. And so the horse doesn't hear you anymore. And yeah. remember that people who live by the airport do not hear airplanes. <laughs> the brain tunes that out because if it were to pay attention to it all the time, it would go crazy. Horses are the same. If your aids are just this constant thing all the time, then the horse has to tune you out to save its sanity. So you got to dial it down to just quietness. You're sharp and then it's quiet again. Yeah, no, that's like, that's so important is to not be in the gray zone to like whisper and then shout and then go back to your light aid. And um, that's really the essence of how you get your horse responsive to the leg aid and don't nag. Like yeah, no nagging. Yeah. And remember a horse can feel a fly, right? Horses feel flies. And so if your horse is not listening to your leg, you've got to change how you're using your leg. Okay, this is a good one, Elise. How can you reward a horse while riding without interrupting the flow and rhythm of the ride? I feel like I lose contact when I bring my hand forward and pat my horse. And I don't want him to think he's getting a walk break as soon as he does what I ask. Oh, I do it with one hand. I keep my posture and I just, instead of reaching forward with that, well, I, I generally do it with the inside rein, um, sometimes with the other, or whatever. Just, mostly with the inside rein, but I make sure I stay up straight and I take my hand. I just go right down to the withers. I don't reach forward with it because I too, in the beginning would reach forward to pet my horse, think I'm rewarding him. And now I'm throwing him on the forehand, making his life harder. So that wasn't good. And that was pointed out to me in a very painful way. Uh, so you just keep that one rein and you, I do is just take that one hand down and just touch them on the withers, scratch them up. They can feel it. They know it. So, you know, you don't have to, do Swan Lake and wrap them around the neck. Anyway, that's what I do. Yeah. And it's also important that you like develop that independence. So when you give that, you don't stop your seat, but that you stay riding the same. And it is also a test of your horses, like self carriage in a way that you can give that inside rein and they stay in a frame. Um, another good way to reward your horse is to just talk to them a little under your breath, like to say, Oh, good boy. You're good. Um, because sometimes like if I have a horse that's like really sensitive in the contact, then maybe I don't want to give so much, but you still want to let them know that they've done a good job. So. Yeah, I use my voice a lot. I heard you guys last week and somebody had asked that question about why don't, why do you not get to use the voice in the test? Because it helps a lot. <laughs> and it's really a test of the obedience and, uh, and the voice. And I use it all the time. And, and most people do when you, you're pretty much louder over by the A and maybe not so loud by the C. Um, but the voice helps a lot. And so they don't have it in the test as a test to the obedience of the horse. But I also think it's like it's a little bit of, 
you know, like if you're going around like yelling at the horse at the top of your lungs all the time, yeah, like that's that, not helpful. It kind of takes away from like the harmony. The beauty, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's also really annoying. Like if you're in the arena with someone and they're just like, like yelling at their horse, it's, it's kind of just unnerving. So I think, but horses actually have a really good sense of hearing. So you can talk to them like really Under softly. Your breath and they can hear you. And, yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Like at the lower levels when I'm at down there and I go, canter, and the horse goes, right, think, and off we go. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyways, thank you all for being here. What else? Um, be sure to invite your friends to join the Mealy Dressage Club. Next week, I'm going to be at a horse show. I hope fingers crossed. So I will try to be live if I'm not too busy, but I'm not sure. Where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to Idaho. To do what? To teach. To do a clinic. So Herman's going to be in Idaho doing a clinic. I'm going to go to a horse show. I'm going to miss you very much because usually you drive the truck and trailer. I know. At least it's Temecula, not Thermal. Yeah, it's a little closer. And um, Joelle and my mom will be with me. And Levi, there's Levi. Levi loves this little place in the office. office He likes that he gets to be on um, Facebook and YouTube live with us now. (laughs) So he's got a better, he's got a better share there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for being here. We'll see you next week. Hopefully. Good night. Bye. Oops, I'm not going to leave it on this time, (laughs) like last time.